Welcome back to DC Cinematic Minutes, the daily podcast in which we analyze Dawn of Justice by each individual minute. My name is Mark. You can find me on all social media at Mark Meadows. And I'm Nathan. You can also find me on social media at No Clutch Nate. And I am John Wilson, and it's my swan song. Um, I am at John Reads Comics, uh, no H in John, and launching today. Can I talk about this for just a second since it's my last time? Go for it, man. Um, Make Hours Marvel is a podcast I've been working on for several months with a friend of mine. We are going to be going weekly starting today, looking at comics from the old school Marvel universe. Um, We're going to do as many comics as we can every hour. And the first three hours are available at makeoursmarvel.com on iTunes. Uh, We're putting them on YouTube as an experiment to see people watch them there. Um, There's no real video. It's just audio still, but they're on YouTube. And um, yeah, so go to Twitter, give us a follow, go to Facebook, give us a like, subscribe to the show, download the episodes and tell us what you think. Um, We're having a lot of fun doing them most of the time because some of the books are crap but most of them we're really enjoying and yeah i'd really love to uh have you all come over and give us a check out at megars yeah. marvel you guys are you guys are taking the bullet for them you're you're reading the comics that aren't so great to tell them about it and so they right so. i mean for every fantastic four number five with the debut of dr doom and number four with the launch of the submariner you also have strange tales 100 five where the torch goes to the fifth dimension and saves princess that sounds kind of trippy <laughs> so definitely have to check that out three hours you said that's that's yeah awesome. yeah so 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 we thought you know if you listen to the first one and, and you want more then you don't have to wait a week this time you can get three three goes at a go three goes at a go write that one down that's a phrase <laughs> <laughs> i um, never i never thought i you know would, would have to I never thought I'd have a way with words, so I just try. Yeah, right. And we chose this medium of all mediums to, to, uh-huh. to yeah. Uh, today on Dawn of Justice Minute, we're talking about Minute 165, which is going to start with Perry and Jenny arriving at the Kent family house um, for the the uh, procession. I keep forgetting what they call these things: funerals. Uh, a funeral proce- procession procession is well there's there's the, two the, the casserole gathering there's three the casserole gathering the casserole yeah this gathering. is like the viewing there's not even the funeral yet oh wait, this is a, this is the viewing part of the funeral it's I weird viewing yeah him? they're viewing because of the picture on this thing but there's no face it's weird man like i understand i get it i really like the fact i don't i think i'm jumping a little bit but they don't show his face so it is a viewing but we don't get to see the viewing that's great that's brilliant like we don't even deserve to see Clark Kent. I like, didn't that's even family think about friends, his man. bodies here. Yeah, man, that messes with me. Yeah, you see his hands, and and, and Martha holds yeah. his hands. It's an open casket. Like that's a big deal, <laughs> and we as the audience don't get to see it because we get to see the Superman. We get to see more of the Superman funeral kind of thing. Um, you know, we we don't get to see the Clark Kent viewing. That's not that's not for us. We weren't his friends and family. We were just an audience. We're unworthy. Yeah. Oh, that breaks my heart. I just realized that this is a viewing. Mm-hmm. <sighs> this Jonathan Kent photo makes a return in Justice League. We'll see it later uh, in that film for a brief moment. Um, no word if Jonathan Kent was actually supposed to appear in Justice League, um, although it's rumored that he was, but this scene was cut. 
Um, so we'll have to think about that when we get to Justice League Minute. But uh, yeah, this photo that's being placed here by Martha Kent, um, we'll see that photo again uh, later on. Um, but yeah, it's just... It's interesting he's, that he's, it's Jonathan without Clark. Like, if I were to pick, put a picture there, I would have think like a picture of them together. Yeah. It's just Jonathan fishing. Or maybe, maybe it's just Kevin Costner fishing. And they probably just, just the old picture of Kevin I Costner. I always think about that <laughs> with movies. I'm always like, hey, where did they get, hey, was that just from their family album that they just had to bring? Like, yeah, young pictures of like Leo DiCaprio. It's like, they just ask his mom for those. Yeah. And you know, I'm sure someone's probably like, okay, well, what does the photograph mean with him fishing? It's like, okay, I don't know if I want to get that far into it. But yeah, I think like, you're kind of fishing on that one. Is there fishing yeah. in Kansas? He never left Kansas. There's got to be like lakes, I guess, right? Is there yeah, lakes like a, in Kansas? Like a retention pond. Retention pond. <laughs> there's there's the river. Isn't there a river that goes down the eastern border of Kansas, like between Kansas and whatever? No idea. Kansas? Yeah, the one with the uh, school bus in it. Oh, yeah, there was that. There was some water in there. Yeah. Right. He, go, he goes there. He goes to school bus river and and, and, and fishes. Yeah. School okay. bus river. That's what oh, it's man. <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> what it's called. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, you know, she's, and she's lost both. She's lost her husband oh, yeah. and her son. That is, that's Martha. what I tear up about was in justice league when he went to go see Martha. That was like, yeah, that was like, Oh man, that's yeah. intense. Yeah. That, they couldn't take that away from me. Mm-mm. Yeah. There was a lot of injustices in justice league and man, yeah. that whole, you know, just even in man of steel messing with Martha Kent, Boy, that that you'd get me angry, you know. So the Diane Lane's Martha Kent is, it, you know, she is a national treasure. It is you know, Man of Steel and Dawn of Justice, like she's one of the best characters in that storyline. Mm-hmm. She's you know, and she goes through so much, um, and I'm just so glad that she was so well written. And same thing with uh, Amy Adams, Lois Lane, like. They they did these people a service in in the storytelling. They weren't just background characters. They weren't cardboard cutouts that were just like, okay, well, we have to have Bob and Pa Kent. They were like, they were people who had to be affected by yeah. the storytelling. There and you go. So, and so you don't get that that much. Marissa Tomei doesn't really do much as Aunt May. And I just th- threw that out there because I saw that movie recently. But I was watching. I was like, dang, that Aunt May is the show. But Aunt May and Amazing Spider Man. She, yeah. Um, What's her name? Sally Field. Sally Field. She, oh yeah. Oh my God. She made me ball my eyes out in the second one. Are you kidding? Yeah. yeah and she, but even though she, you know, she doesn't think too much about the the franchise nowadays. But it's like, hey, you at least you you had to deliver, you know, in that film. And Sally Fields always. Yeah, yeah. And in the in that that Aunt May was asked to do a lot. Yeah, she killed uh, the whole too. time. Yeah, the whole time. The whole time. That's a. Uh, this is Doubtfire reference. <laughs> um, with uh, with Lois Lane here in lying in, in Clark's room, I, I don't know if I'm making this up, but didn't Clark Kent and Jonathan Kent, weren't they working on this at some point? I feel like I'm trying to remember when them working on the solar system thing. What? No, he had the volcano. It was a volcano? Yeah, there was like science pictures, like science... Uh, I feel fair. like we've seen the solar system thing before. Well, yeah, it was yeah. around Steppenwolf's head. <laughs> yeah, you're right. Um, I mean, honestly, in, I think you might you might be pulling that visual just subconsciously because we we saw it like two minutes earlier. Possibly, 
But Maybe. in Man of Steel, there's, um, especially in the trailers as well, there's like pictures of like, you know, the butterfly on all the, the Kansas scenes. It does show Clark's room at one point um, in there. Yeah. Like it, it's like a silhouette. I'm pretty sure that's, I think that is in I think Man of that Steel. solar system is somewhere in Man of Steel. I think it is in Man of Steel. Okay. But then again, if it, you know, if we want to bring it back to Steppenwolf, you know, Lois Lane being the quote unquote key of this franchise, mm-hmm. and then she's now it's her underneath the solar system. There's, I'm sure, there's something that someone can really reach out for and be like, oh, she's the you know, yeah, key to everything. Oh, it's, Lois is Steppenwolf. That's why. Oh okay. yeah, the, no, mm-hmm. no, no, um, no. That's that doesn't work at all. No. Although, I mean. <laughs> What a what a of of the various things that with Justice League, what a loss of the lowest lane being the key. Like that doesn't even mean anything. <sighs> Ooh, boy, it's hard. Like there's what we got on screen doesn't do justice to the build up that like Lois Lane got in this movie. To the build up, that's the thing. Yeah, this dawn of a- justice is not the dawn of that justice. Yeah. See. You know, when we talk about how Justice League is sometimes an okay film to watch, there's always a road bump, like a, a roadblock with Lois Lane's character in that movie that always seems to be like, a, what did you do to this character? Yeah. Like, or like, what did you not do with this character? And it and it's almost like, uh, they also do it with Wonder Woman as well. I don't know if it's a sexist thing uh, or just like, ignorance but there's something with like the way that those characters go from this film to the way they're treated in the next film seems like such an insult and uh yeah they what they do with lois lane is is she is cardboard cut out superman's girlfriend it's weird because it's like it's a lois lane that has to be a part of the story where the story is like it's a team you know, like that's what Justice League is. It's like a team story. You know, we even get it in like Justice League comic books. Like the Justice League comic books are so much different than regular, you know, Batman titles, like Superman a, titles. Things. MCU, the Avengers. Yeah. It's like these team up movies are like you have to be uh, you have to be the stereotypical. Yeah. Uh, Justice League Batman. Yep. Because you're not yep. you're not regular Batman. Yep. You have to be the stereotypical Lois Lane. That's just like. You know, yeah. you say that she's the key into all this, but really she's just there because Amy Adams is yeah. there. I feel like it, 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 it was going to be something different. Like it would have been, it, it, it would have been, been Justice yeah. League still, but also had the actual characters. I don't know. There, there, are two, yeah. there are two great losses to me in superhero film history now. Um, I don't begrudge the Spider-Man Homecoming Spider-Man, but we're never going to get the Amazing Spider-Man 3. Yeah, and that is a sadness to me. It really is. We were thinking, yeah, because we watched that like a month ago or something, mm-hmm. and it was like that whole Gwen Stacy bit was still like, just still sore. Just yeah, that movie ended on such a. It ended just like this, and in, in a way where it's like, okay, well, like I'm. This makes me. I, I don't know. It was they put so much weight into that movie, and then it was just like, oh, we're and just, it worked. That's why. Yeah, and it worked. I felt like it I did. Liked it. Um, yeah, actually, sadly, I have not seen the second one since the theaters. I need to see it again. I've seen the first one any number of times, but I need to watch the second one again because mm-hmm. I came out of the second one so satisfied and so ready for a third, and yeah, then things happened. Yep. No. Yeah. You're 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 not wrong. The way that this movie ends and the way Amazing Spider-Man Two ends, 
um, there it's a tragedy the way that we went from there, you know. Um, but yeah, it's just it's just heartbreaking. Um, Martha Kent walks into the room, and uh, Lois Lane is given a a gift by Clark Kent before his passing. Um, and you know, I really like Amy Adams without makeup. I like how she's very, um, you know, they keep it real mm-hmm. with her. She's natural. so raw. Yeah. There. Natural. Like, yeah, exactly. And so I, there's something I really enjoy. I'm glad they did that. I am glad they went that route with it. Um, but she opens the gift and the gift is what else, but a wedding ring, um, a beautiful, simple ring, um, that kind of reflects, Clark Kent's simple kind of uh, perspective and life and, and whatnot. So, um, with that being said, what are, you, what are your guys' thoughts on on uh, on this kind of moment here? It's good. You guys feel like it's fitting, or do you guys feel like maybe you think he was? I don't know. I, I do remember when I first saw it; like the wedding ring seemed like like an of course moment. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't take away by how sad that it is. It makes it more sad. Oh no, it's completely yeah. It's heartbreaking. It makes yeah. it more sad. Like like this was the na- this was the natural progression of their relationship. It's the progression of what we saw on screen of their relationship that that they would get married and mm-hmm. and Clark was planning on proposing. It's it's a little bit weird because like in my own relationship, the idea of the proposal being a surprise was so bizarre. Like, of course we talked about getting married long before I asked her to get married. I just did the proposal because you're supposed to. Um, but, you know, evidently she had no idea that he was wanting to ask her to marry him. Um, and on a separate note, they followed up with this in comics because a very, very similar moment happened with Wonder Woman after Superman died. And and this this Lois Lane wouldn't be expecting something like this anyways. Not this no. Lois Lane. This Lois Lane, you know, she's the flak jacket wearing reporter. And she's, you know, in the beginning of this movie, she she understands what the life of Superman is like. But Clark Kent doesn't understand that. Like, she, she understood it more than he did. And so she wasn't, you know, for him to be like, hey, I want to you know, really take this relationship seriously to the point of like marriage. Uh, that's not something she, you know, th- thought that Superman would be able to do, but you know, that's what he wanted. And so I can mm-hmm. see like how important this is. This is not something this character would have expected. Um, and you know, it, that's what's even so heartbreaking about it. It's like, yeah, he was Superman. Yeah. He was like that alien that was saving the world yeah he was that jesus christ figure to a lot of people but he really just wanted to be with lois lane you know and that that whole you know you are my world thing yeah that that is what such a huge surprise to her in a good way in a very good way Mm -hmm. i agree one of my favorite things is that she continues to wear the ring that's the thing i like that i think it's injustice he said you are my world he already knew that he had gotten the ring for her. Oh, I'm sure he had that no, ring. Like, like, like in his three. mind, he says, you are my world. He's planning yeah. to marry her. And now he can't. 
she doesn't know that at that moment, yeah. but he does. Ugh. Ugh. Yeah, and like he, yeah, he wanted to. He knew he was never going to marry her because he was going to die killing this creature. Mm-hmm. He knew he wasn't going to have that happy ending lifestyle. That that rocks me to my core, man. That's upsetting. Heavy duty, Doc. Yeah. That's upsetting. We get our only line of dialogue this entire week. Clark had this sent here so he could surprise you from 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 mom. Um, it's just it's amazing to me how much film storytelling can happen with not a single spoken word. And mm-hmm. um, and you almost don't even need that. You almost don't even need her to say that here. Um, it's just it's a little helpful to understand that the diet that the yeah. ring came to the Smallville house, because obviously Clark and Lois have a, have a place together in the city. Um, and he didn't want the mail to come to Lois. That's, that's, that's a terrible way to do a proposal is to have the wedding ring show up in your mail. That's, that's the worst. Yeah. proposal. <laughs> <laughs> it's had to have been. Done. Someone's done it. <laughs> well, I, yeah. See, I'm under the firm belief that that apartment belongs to Lois Lane and no one else. And that that relationship is so under wraps that he can't have mail sent there anyways. So I was always like, well, he would just mail it to his mom's house because that's where Clark Kent lives Mm -hmm. kind of thing. He just bikes really fast to Metropolis every day. Um, But yeah, so... This being the only dialogue that we have in this minute, it to me it's necessary because otherwise, let's say she just shows up and hands her this letter, yeah, or mail. You kind of have to explain, well, okay, why is Martha Kent giving her a ring? Yeah, and so that that needs a little bit of help. Um, it's and, not like just it's not dumb uh, exposition. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's not just like. And it also sets up that Clark Kent was preparing for this yeah. behind her, you know, to, you know, to surprise her. Like, and then to like, and now, like we said, to, to know that he was doing that and then he had to go kill himself knowing that he wanted to spend the rest of his life with her. That, yeah, that just, yeah, I, this is, if this is the only bit of dialogue we have this week, they, that's the best, that's the best bit of dialogue we could have had. Like there was nothing like everything else could have just been shown, Mm -hmm. not told. So a good portion of this movie has been nonverbal acting and the nonverbal acting is on point, man. I wish Mm -hmm. people would really take that. I wish they really would take notes on that. I wish more films would put that into practice. Um, But it seems like some sort of studio mandate thing. It seems like what it really feels like, um, so people write screenplays and it's like, well, how do we tell people in words? Because they're reading it. They can't see it. It's yeah. not storyboarded yet. So we need to let them know, oh, hey, he's got he's got this. Oh, now he's got that. Like, oh, now we have to go here. Now we have to go there. You need a narration. Yeah. And it's like you need to do a better job of saying, hey, the character is feeling this type of emotion after learning about this. And it's like, do it in a way where you're telling us about what to, it's like reading a book. Like don't say it in the actual quotes. So that's what we need in this week that we've been talking about. Like like describe their face instead of having them go, no, (laughs) 
<laughs> like really, like we just need to take notes on this and I, and it needs to be implemented more often. Um, and I, it's just been a great week of just the perfect, the perfect display of, of how you can tell stories without um, saying much about anything, you know? But yeah, it's a beautiful, simple ring, mm-hmm. you know? Very, very nice looking ring. Um, and uh, I don't know, is there, you know, is there uh, any parallels between this and, and the bullet that she has earlier in the film? Because there's, there seems to be a bit of low slain holding objects that mean something. Small metal objects. Small metal objects, you know? You know I don't know if if there's a parallel. There's probably some that we can force yeah. and try to make sense, but I don't know if I want to try to go for that bullet. Maybe maybe just the fact that she is holding a small metal object. <laughs> something, you know, sure. a bullet versus a ring. Like there's there's probably some some art imagery in there. Yeah. Some symbology. It's it's I mean you could say it's um, a bookend. I mean, the bullet in that book started this story. I mean, Nairobi is what began the march toward this event right here. Actually, finding the kryptonite is what let Lex Luthor start the Nairobi event. So you could take a little bit farther back. But Nairobi is what began the series of events. And I mean, there's not a whole lot of symbolism there, but it is a bookend. Yeah. Maybe it has to do something with the rock, rock on the ring, finding no, a rock in, in the water. No. <laughs> um, oh, you made me laugh. Yeah, but yeah, no, I think I think there definitely is a book into this. I, I think that's the best we can do with this. I think that's exactly what they meant. And maybe you know the bullet, uh, a symbol of of danger, and then you know this symbol of of love. You know, like the wedding ring. Um, maybe that is what it yeah, is. Because this know? movie is and very much Lois's story as much as it is, is Superman's or Batman's story. Is is, I mean, Lois makes this plot happen. She ties all the events mm-hmm. together. She she does all the reporting to help us understand what's you know, not only to help us understand what's going on, but like to lead the story. Um, so that she's there at the beginning and that she's there at the end, and it's all about her connection to all i mean I, i'm rambling here but yeah it's she's important in this film very yeah very we've noticed in it this film, so often and and lois, so lois lane yeah. again amongst men yeah <laughs> and uh the man of steel movie as well where she is just like it could arguably be the actual protagonist mm-hmm. of that film and superman is the kind of direct object of her storytelling yeah um so yeah, she no yeah she's she is the protagonist of that like she yeah yeah she wrote that whole story she kind of narrated the it's whole a narration from yeah. Lois Lane's perspective yeah absolutely um but with that being said that I mean that's it for this week for me you yeah know, man this is a very emotionally heavy week and we're not even done yet like the next week is like the actual the funeral. well we we get to see what's happening yeah we get to see what's happening over in Metropolis as well and uh, I believe we get um some thoughts from the other superheroes as well. But um, uh, one more time before we wrap up, John, let's people know where they can find you and, and let people. So, know you yeah, um, I, I tweet a lot about the comics I read. Um, I've got a lot of reading projects going on and, and I'll just, every, every time I finish a comic, I'll put a cover up and a few brief thoughts. Um, so that's at John reads comics. If you like comics, that's where I am. Um, my podcast launches today. So if you're listening to this day of April 27th, then go over to Make Ours Marvel. 
on your podcast feed and click subscribe, download the first episode or three, because there are three on this first week. And um, yeah, Make Ours Marvel is also on Twitter. And are we shamelessly tying into the 10 year anniversary of the MCU with a lot with the release of infinity war today. Um, you could say no, but you'd be lying. And, uh, so yeah, go give us a listen. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I still can't believe that movie's out today. You know, like I was telling Johnny last week, I was like, yo, that movie comes out next week. Um, so, uh, I don't have a ticket for that movie. Oh, yet, we do. So I don't know. Five thirty Friday, we are there. Um, as soon as school gets out, we're gonna crazy. get the kids. Gonna go see the movie. That's how you do it, man. That's how you do it. <laughs> that is how you do it. Well, cool. Thank you for joining us. It's been Thank an absolute blast, me. and uh, definitely, yeah, yeah, of course, right. Uh, we got to talk about you know just Superman and the and the weight of. The weight of Superman that's been on this on this world, and just like this movie, just the way this movie starts to end is is just so beautiful, you know. And um, uh, what what is it? Um, same backwards in front. Uh, pa- palindrome. Palindrome. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. We're still we're, next week starts the palindrome. The palindrome of how the how the movie started versus how it ends. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, we're gonna go ahead and wrap up for the week. If you enjoyed everything you heard, you can find us on all social media at DCU Minutes and the DC Cinematic Minute Listener Society on Facebook. Definitely leave us a five star review. It really helps us out, and we love reading those out on the podcast. Um, so yeah, and catch us on Monday for Minute One Hundred and Sixty Six of Dawn of Justice Minute.